0: good evening.
1: Oh my God, the mic is back.
0: (laughs) I didn't actually take it out of the thing though. I keep, if I do that, I've got to unplug it and then loop it through, but I probably shouldn't. So just like holding the stand like this, but yeah, I decided to sit on my couch, the couch you always see in the background. I'm sitting on my couch instead of standing at my desk because fuck that.
1: Have you been standing (laughs) the entire time when you're recording?
0: Sometimes. Yeah. Because I sit all day.
1: Right. Right. right yeah, yeah. So
0: sometimes it's funny because our, we have opposite work, um, styles or, or what we do for work. So your work would ty- typically be moving or standing all day and mine's sitting. Right.
1: Settled. I thought you were going to say that you have work full-time and I have no work.
0: <laughs> oh, uh maybe that's also true but i guess i'll
1: just throw the shade on myself you know co- are better. they
0: and are they coming to get you because there's sirens out there maybe they're like oh my god he has a job <laughs> 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 oh man oh welcome to getting juicy as i as i'm sh- i'm schwitzing. okay i'm like literally look my boobs all like they're down to my belly button uh, in this camera angle i actually have very small boobs look at this this looks really strange doesn't it
1: i've learned never the comment about conversations on that (laughs) that matter with you
0: oh my god anyway But
1: but we are matching
0: we are matching and i just without even thinking about it i took the black off maybe it's because i wanted to match with you with just you know vancouver gray
1: every life has a shade of gray
0: Every yeah, every day. <laughs> Vancouver is a shade of gray. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, how are you? I can I can tell you how I am.
1: Yeah. Like, like
0: you didn't even ask me. I'm like, how are you? Well, this is how I am.
1: How yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that. Show, like uh, Glazelle Green, who's a YouTube person personality, and her catchphrase opening is, "It's my name is Glazelle. Is he? Is he right? Is he okay? Okay, good. Because I wanted to know." And doesn't even. Does That's in one whole phrase. Boom, right, boom, boom.
0: right, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I'll just tell. You, I'll tell you how you are.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. No, I mean, I mean, you know, I feel better today than I did yesterday for sure. Um, given that That's we good. recorded, you know, just the other day, but yeah you know what like every day is a grind every day is a different story mentally mm-hmm. emotionally physically but mm-hmm. you know i had a really good night and definitely made brought me a lot of peace which is great and good. it's a beautiful day out today here in vancouver lots of sun Ooh, uh, lots so of jealous. fog which is really interesting but the fog seemed to have, seems to have cleared a little bit so
0: the fog is lifted
1: and i just want to say something because i'm going to forget i was okay. at blends please sponsor us um <laughs> And having a latte on Davy Street. And I put uh-huh. a, a post up on our Instagram story, like, like our current view. I looked at the story later and see who's, who's viewed it. And I don't know how they saw it. But 98 Degrees. The Instagram page for 98 Degrees. I took a screenshot. Looked at our story. What? They're not even in Vancouver or Canada right now. I checked. They're Are in they the even... States.
0: I... And yeah, they're but... back
1: and they're on tour and they're performing. Yes
0: what uh-huh Weird. that's that reminds me of what we were talking about um in preparation for jimbo we were talking about s club seven okay are they still a thing because i jimbo, don't oh like,
1: yeah well, yeah clearly they are still a thing whether s if it's with club, the same people if it's the same members or not
0: how... it's not how it goes s club party yeah. is a little bit
1: yes 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 yes
0: s club i know Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, yes, speaking of bands that have just, you know, you think they've disappeared and holy crap, that's hilarious.
1: I know. COVID has revived them if they weren't before.
0: That's crazy. Crazy.
1: But really Uh, quickly, how are you doing before I introduce our guest?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I was making up a song before we hopped on and the song goes, um, As goes, um, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm sweating, I'm not. That's basically, I know that was such a, such a pause. It wasn't even, it was not even that spectacular. Sorry, if you're waiting. No, I love that. Because that's how I feel right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm like hot, cold, sweating, not sweating. Um, I'm, I think it's hormonal as always. It's just frustrating. It could be stress. It could be, I don't know. It's, it's very, what, what, what do you want? Don't even, don't even, I mean, I walked right into that, even though I don't know what you're going to say, but I did walk into it. Um, but maybe it's because I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, if you got to watch this, I've never seen Euro just laugh uncontrollably. I've never oh. seen so many teeth in my life. Oh my God wow 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 that was good that was good um yeah no i just feel like maybe it's because i know that you're coming tomorrow <laughs> I'm, I'm like right and i'm like i'm like oh my god am i coming down with something i think i'm i think i i think it's nerves what the fuck
1: what the fuck you're psyching yourself up
0: i am psyching myself
1: out out Well, yes, I am finally uh, visiting Rachel and Vernon uh, tomorrow. And for those that are wondering what the context is, uh, Friday, January 28th, I'll be uh, finally visiting my sister uh, from another set of parents. And super excited, uh, considering I was supposed to surprise her for her birthday. And then, long story short, there was some miscommunication, so I came clean. And I was so good at keeping a straight face when Rachel was trying to prompt me to come yes like like a few weeks ago but anyway it's going to be fantastic and hopefully we'll bring a little bit of teaser content together in the same room
0: yes absolutely on
1: that that green couch with you
0: i know well you're almost even gonna have to sleep on this green couch but we found a blow-up mattress
1: (laughs) amazing does it come with a matching blow-up doll
0: Oh man, I gotta find that one. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Before we're getting, we're all over the place and momentarily here in like three, two, one, a few minutes here. Yes. Um, we have a wonderful guest coming on the show. uh mm-hmm. Would you like to introduce the guest I'm putting you on the spot?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to in- in- introduce them. So I will be completely honest. I stumbled upon them on their Instagram page and just to be clear, they identify as non-binary, so I want to be very clear about that and respectful of their identity. Um, in addition to that, my main point is that the person we are introducing is a local Vancouver drag performer by the name of Rogue at It's Just Rogue on Instagram, and I stumbled upon their page and noticed that they were also Jewish, non, and they're non-binary. And they are a very talented uh, performer and also really excellent in makeup artistry and mm-hmm. creating characters and looks and performing locally on Davie Street and I'm sure different facilities in Vancouver, but has a weekly show on Thursday nights at midnight at the Junction, which has a drag yeah. show every night, I believe, of the week with different performers. Did which you say is Thursday
0: every Thursday?
1: Every girl? Thursday. Because they have a show.
0: Oh, it is Thursday. Look at that. I did see
1: their story that they actually are taking tonight off. Okay. Um, So it's being facilitated by another uh, few queens, which is great that they can support each other. And i got to be honest, like, I don't know anything about Rogue beside whatever Rogue has shared on their platform. And when I tried to do research and find (laughs) information, there wasn't much. And I kind of think that's very fitting because Uh, their name is Rogue.
0: Of course. I was thinking the same thing. Yes. And, you know, and, you know, it's not that we keep wanting to um, bring, I guess, put a spotlight so much on the fact that Rogue is non-binary, but I think that there is, it's very, I mean, we'll talk to them in a second, like how unique I think that still is in the drag community, how beautiful that, that there, um, is not just a queen or even just a king anymore. It's just Mm -hmm. really opened up. And I, I think that's beautiful. It's lovely, but I really do want to kind of dive into that kind of realm as well. So
1: I do too. I do too. Taking the ability to know that drag is an art form. It's a neutral, it's a neutral performance art in the sense that it, like I am very passionate about is With clothing or gender or sexuality that whatever one identifies as is beautiful and i support them however they do but the feeling of pressure that we might put for them to identify because of societal norms that's what's frustrating you know
0: yeah absolutely oh look at that fire look at that Uh, fire oh yes hello
1: there how are you (laughs) hello how are you very well thank you so much for coming on and being available and we're so excited to have you here
2: my pleasure i mean i love podcasts and the Yay. name getting juicy like you had me <laughs>
0: at that <laughs> i love it you had me at Jew. You. you had that me at Jew. amazing
1: amazing um, and i can see on your screen name that now i didn't know what your name was so i see it under your screen name so matan matan Rechef, is that correct
2: yeah, I mean, it's like in Hebrew, right? So yes. it's like Matan Reshef, reshef but yeah. um, over the years I've gotten a lot of different versions. So I just react to whatever at this point. <laughs> <laughs> matan,
0: matan, that's how ishy Jews we are. We're like, how do you pronounce your name?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I know, I like. I look at Rachel, I'm like, it's a What? What is, what's the name?
0: <laughs> oh my god well Ru- well my my zeta used to call me i think it was ruchala Ruhala. Oh. yeah so Ooh, like Rukula? Like, well mm, kind of yeah 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 maybe that would be my drag name no oh. but i think i already have anyway you, sorry. We, we just <laughs> we are sorry you know what, Matan, what what we do what we do on this show is basically you've already kind of walked into a full-fledged schvitz or I was to say schvitzing i am Schwitzing. um <laughs> Okay. we're we already were like gabbing and that's kind of how we we do it like kind of just throw you into the fire pretty much so hopefully that works for you
2: <laughs> well i'm a sagittarius
1: so uh, oh yes in that
2: fire ring
1: yes perfect Perfect. we awesome. got two Aquariuses, so you I mean perfect oh <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> flip floppy i love it
1: oh absolutely you gotta get a little bit of both sides you know what i mean
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we did we did a little intro to you um, but of course we in- introduced you as rogue because um, and what what hero was saying what I kind of love is rogue is very mysterious because even if you know we try to do some quote unquote research on you there's not a heck of a lot out there so it was really kind of neat to to have you on to really get to know you know rogue much more if, if you're willing to share but really behind um, you know, your social media presence behind really behind the, the mask, so to speak that, you know, of artistry. So hopefully you're open to that, but if you want uh, to, what we'd love for you to do is just introduce yourself, whatever that means to you, if you're comfortable doing that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I send out a bio like four times a week to either (laughs) like get a package or do a new show. So I'll just recite it off by memory. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Perfect. I'm Rogue. My name is Rogue, and I'm a non-binary Jewish um, drag artist. Love it. And uh, in the bio, it's more well-worded than this, but um, something along the lines of, like, when Rogue hits the stage, you'll never know if you'll get, like, Carly Rae Jepsen or Eminem or Queen or Kim Petras, let's say. Love. Really all over the place, yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And, and so you, are you, did you grow up in Vancouver?
2: I did. Yeah. So born and raised in Vancouver. I was Basically, an East yeah. Van baby, but my uh, parents didn't want me to go to an East Van school. So I grew up on the West side driving like an hour back and forth mm-hmm. to get that, that West side education, <laughs> that oh education, if you will.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. my God. And if those, for those that are not familiar with, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? The East East side Vancouver is, I mean, what would you think of that as equivalent to something in the States? I mean, it's Um, it's a lot of, there's a lot of homeless population there. I mean, now it's definitely more up and coming, but it's definitely more of a rougher kind of area. Um, right.
1: I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like the mission district in San Francisco is one example, but that's, I'm not that well traveled, but that's one thing I think about.
2: I feel like it'd be like growing up in Brooklyn and then going to school in Manhattan. That's here you a go. great
1: example. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It's why, why we got you here, to give us the references. It's great. <laughs> there
2: you go. I'm also, I feel like I'm a New York girl, like, at heart. Like, I just yep. feel like, like, whenever I'm there, I'm like, ah, oh, because I just love the big city. And I think, too. Um, like, Vancouver is a big city. But, um, like, when I'm in an actual big city, it feels great. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. But,
1: you know, yes. I...
2: I may do, and I will continue to.
1: <laughs> absolutely, it. absolutely. No. And of course, I wanted to say this as well, because just for your context, so I'm downtown and I grew up in Carisdale. Rachel grew up in North Van and now was in Vernon for the last four and a half years, but so regularly comes down to visit her family in North Van. So like, it's nice and kind of cool that we're all Vancouver born and raised Jews and also happen to be very connected to artistry and self-expression and from a queer lens. And Rachel's an incredible ally, um, just to clarify that. But anyway, I was very curious to learn more about including to your stage presence and things in that way. We kind of like to hop all around. So from kind of how we started and how we ended up to where we are now and kind of what's next. But I'm really curious to know more about in your current life cycle or your current um, expression of your artistry and your performance, um, what is it that you find yourself doing right now in terms of performance or... um, expressing yourself through your art forms
2: well when i first also just sorry side note um you grew up in carisdale i went to point gray high school so like Mm -hmm. right there right by the mcdonald's right by the
1: rink right by the rink by the track i went to king david for one year and then got right out of there so and then i I went to the Aside for high school you did tomator as well oh really for three years yeah oh my god
2: and then i moved to a public school but yeah
1: i love it vtt wow. we're gonna yeah. know we're gonna i'm sure we have we have a lot of people in common i can just know that already <laughs> oh,
2: right. probably yeah, yeah i got bullied by probably all of them
1: so Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why oh. My God. Little, and just
2: getting little. and just
1: getting just getting real personal just as a context but what year did you graduate high school because like that gives some Uh-oh. context. we'll get some context
2: it turns
0: out similar people is more what
1: i'm wondering you know
2: 2013
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. I'm so,
0: so I'm so fucking old. It's insane. No.
1: No. But I'm like <laughs> I graduated. But I graduated 2010. <sighs> so there's still a window of people that would be similar and stuff as well. Um, we can talk offline about that though. This is this is about you.
2: <laughs> All about me. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. That's your question. I think. Um, like when I first started doing drag, uh, for the first like two years I was focusing on just like getting out there and I always had loved the transformation aspect of makeup and so I think over the years I kind of was like okay let me try and be like this um Instagram like baddie almost because like that's what like I looked at Vancouver and I was like Vancouver doesn't really have that and I was doing that before I was doing drag like just trying to be like a fuck boy on Instagram already and so I think like translating that and putting it into my drag made it a less conceited because it wasn't just me it was like my art and then also it kind of filled this not void but like just filled this space that didn't exist before in vancouver and then i think over like so in terms of like because i kind of look at drag as like a list of talents Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i was like you know charisma like check like i could always work on that but like i feel like i have that and like i've been performing since i was a kid um then I was like makeup and and over the first few years I was like okay check a soft check at this point Mm. (laughs) hard check but uh, and then I think throughout those last like four years or sorry how long have I been doing drag over the last like three years I think I've just been trying to focus on elevating what I can do like the versatility Mm -hmm. aspect because I really love the drag artists that just can do Whatever, like you go to a sh- you go to a rock show, like you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know what I'm gonna serve. You don't know what I'm gonna lip sync. You don't know what I'm gonna say. Uh, that Sagittarius fire sign energy, <laughs> um, and I think yeah. So I think what like the void that's been trying to be that I'm trying to fill now in my own artistry is just keep elevating that right. So like just keep elevating the looks, keep elevating the the mixes to perform to. I have a weekly show, so it, it where I do yeah. like three numbers. Yeah. sometimes four every week. So it is a little difficult to like Keep constantly that. raise the bar. Yeah. Right. And so right. I, yeah. I've been feeling that a little bit. So I'm taking actually this week, today I have off of the show. That. Yeah, And next week I'm taking off the hosting aspect. I'll still perform, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to host. Then I'll be back at it. Yeah. I just needed like, a little, a little break from being all about me. I love it, but it can be a lot. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. You know, even the Jews need the rest. And it's true that like, we love, well, it's true that we like to be like in the center of attention. Even if we might be more shy and reserved, we live for that kind of, you know, huzzah, kind of like, yes, well, we're resilient. Yes, we're conquering. Yes, we're here. We're not we're, going anywhere.
0: Well, you're persecuted for God knows how many years. So I guess that that kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like there's some innate kind of quality that, I think a lot of Jewish people, I mean, I think, okay, this is a little bit off tangent, but not really, but because I was having a conversation about um, this with, oh, I can't remember who it was, but another Jewish person who is more in the limelight. And we we're talking about like, why did Jews always seem to gravitate towards um, performance? And there's so ma- there's so many Jews in like Hollywood and stuff like that. So maybe that's kind of why, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, you see, like, so many something Goldbergs and this and that and all he would, (laughs) right?
2: Rosen.
1: (laughs) Rosen, I know. Rosenberg
0: wrote whatever.
1: (laughs) But but to add on to that, though, as well, I think if you add, and I mean, and and Rogue and I can connect on this in some ways, so I I don't do drag, but I am a huge admirer of it, hence connecting with you. Um, Being queer and Jewish as well, I think almost kind of like they play into each other in some ways because depending on how we're raised or the level of acceptance that we might have been exposed to or Mm. lack thereof, we are constantly looking for voices that help to amplify our voices and in a way that we really connect and feel safe and empowered to be our best selves or to be Mm. a part of ourselves that we feel has been suppressed from society and from pressure of other people around us. So you put that with that um, additional pressure of maybe being jewish and maybe coming from who knows like holocaust survivors and stuff which me and rachel have at least been that only adds that fire that only adds that desire to be present to, to, to serve to, to give back to something right
0: well we could ask rogue if that is that a, is that the case for you I And mean, we're kind of like telling you like that's how it is but was that is that the case for you
2: <laughs> i i mean i think that like like i was very lucky to um have like such a supportive family, but I think that, yeah, which is, I, I, I did take for granted, but over the years have like really learned to appreciate that um, and be grateful. But I think it's, I think being raised Jewish and having that um, knowledge about like the Holocaust and like the, the consistent persecutions, like Mm -hmm. even just like right now, like people being like, literal psychopaths (laughs) and like bringing in nazi shit Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. literally no reason um i think it it adds this level of pressure where you need to prove yourself Mm -hmm. and you and this also pressure of like just like just go out and do it like just Mm -hmm. go do it whether that's comedy whether that's making a podcast whether that's performing whether that's just coming out and being queer i think it adds this level of like life isn't um isn't permanent so mm. let's make the most of it while we can. Um and just like proving to like I love just being able to like be a Jewish person that people look at and just like am around. You know what I mean? Because I yes. I think that there's yeah. a lot of power in existing as a minority but not solely um like it, like I don't wear like a magenta David and like blue and white all the time you know right. like I'm just a living <laughs> existing succeeding Jewish mm-hmm. person yeah. queer Jewish queer person and I think there's a lot of power in that because a lot of people will be like oh yeah, I've never met a Jewish person which I I, I always respond with well you probably have <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they are everywhere you just <clears> don't <throat> know because your one perception is like Seth Rogen
0: yeah <laughs> or a lot absolutely. of some, like yeah, yeah.
2: City and like these are but that's what I mean. All it,
0: yeah. So okay, that's <laughs> yeah. really interesting. So you actually get people saying that to you about I've never do they okay, all the time. That's interesting. <laughs> it is yeah, interesting. Because yeah. I don't really, I don't really get that. I maybe I don't know. If that's yeah. So do you do you get that more people are saying that to you, or that they're saying to you, oh, I've never met someone who does drag?
2: Definitely the Jewish one. Wow. But I also don't spend wow. that much time around straight people anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. my okay. life is kind of just queer. So yeah. like my my day job is for not for straights, lol. But like <laughs> I sur- <laughs> I am surrounded with the heterosexuals. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they are surprised.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh my god. And that may, is hilarious. May I ask what you do for your day job?
2: Yeah, I work at a vegan restaurant named Kokomo. Oh, I no, Kokomo. Um, they
0: have yeah. one
2: in, yeah, cool. they have three locations, one in Chinatown, one
1: in North Van, yeah. and
2: then one in Kits. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, it's a great restaurant and fantastic food as well. It's a classic in Vancouver since they've come around, so that's great that you work there.
2: Yeah, it's fun. I think it's chic, and I think it's, you know, very calming energy, and I used to work at, um I worked at a bathhouse before, and then a fried chicken yeah. restaurant, and so oh. these are both very high paced stressful environments
0: Yes, and i
2: was like let me just press play on this like cafe music and make some
0: smoothies (laughs) you know
2: amazing
0: awesome so here when i always kind of have like similar questions but hero go for it because i was gonna ask something but
1: I love it how Over she assumes everything already because actually that was, that was one time where you were actually misassuming, but that's totally fine. I'm happy to. Um, so what I'm really, again, curious to know about is when you are in the community right now, I know you said you have a show and it's at the Junction, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm curious about is when you were trying to get into the performances and stuff, what were some of your first experiences with performing in as rote? And what were some of the things that you took from those those first impressions of performing to the public and the connections you may have made from it and how they've developed into the last few years?
2: Okay, big question.
0: Like, well, it's like how I, I'm curious because we kind of talked a bit about, um, I feel like you've been doing this for three years. Is that kind of five? five? Okay. Oh, five I years. Heard okay. Three and then I heard, okay. okay yeah, five.
1: okay, five years. Got it.
0: Okay, so My I guess. Mistake. More or less, like, how, how did you get onto the stage? Like, what, was, what were those catalysts? What, what caused you to be like, no, this is, I'm doing this, and I'm going to be right. on stage. This is me. It's awesome.
2: I, <laughs> I'm on stage. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I came out late. Um a okay. so surprise to, like, nobody except my mom, who just, like, <sighs> believed Everything that I ever had to say. Very Jewish mom. Be like, I I just thought you were I just thought you were straight because that's what you said to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I was also like a fucking flaming faggot. Sorry, I guess you can
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, yeah, Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean I have it tattooed on my leg, so I feel like I can say it. Um, Absolutely. uh... You have fucking (laughs)
0: faggot on your leg?
2: Just faggot. I'm just kidding. No need need to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I do enough of the fucking (laughs) on my own.
0: (laughs) um
2: so yeah but so anyways I came out late so I came out when I was um 18 and a half maybe um and then I was traveling at the time and so when I came back to Vancouver I kind of came up to my family and then I turned 19 whatever and then I think I want to say like a year and a half later I was hooking up with some guy who had mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race and Mm. I said oh I don't I don't I don't like that show. I don't do that show. I was kind of dealing with something like internalized homophobia of okay. like not like engaging or interacting or hooking up or even talking to like any like femme guys because uh, I like I, I don't even think I'm that femme now. But I think like the femininity in me, I was like, huh! just mm-hmm. like, let's put it in a box somewhere and lock away Interesting. the key. Yeah. Um, and And he did not like that he's not like that and he ended up ghosting me but in the midst of the ghosting i was trying to prove him wrong and mm. so i started watching drag race mm. and like fell in love like just like instantly <laughs> obsessed <laughs> i remember i turned to my roommate who also had never seen any drag and was like studying like feminist women studies at langara at the time and um we had both thought that like we were both like drag is is um uh, misogynistic because they're like p- like painting this view of women in a specific way like okay. just a bunch of garbage about people that didn't know anything about drag mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i think like when i at that end of that first episode when like they started lip syncing for their lives i turned to my roommate and i was like why are they lip syncing and she was like oh well i think that's what drag queens do like for money
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i was like i'm sorry what like at me <laughs> A queer kid lip syncing to every single like radio (sighs) pop hit in the car, learning every single Albert Levine lyric, learning every single chord, whatever, like doing the routine. I was like, they do this? And so I was like, okay. So I started watching, watching, watching everything that was out. And then I practiced makeup in my room for months because I was like, I do not want to be a a chunky eyebrow, disgusting (laughs) baby queen. I need to look (laughs) somewhat realize yeah uh, which i still look a mess compared to now but better than some girls and i think just like being out and about and making connections is a huge part about breaking into a drag scene unless you're yeah. already famous yes. unless you're already in the scene you like you're talking to someone that had no gay friends no one in the queer community wow not- at the time when you searched drag queens in vancouver nothing came up like mm. nothing came up everything was on instagram everything was on facebook but you had to be friends with the perf- even, whatever even, it was. sorry
0: even just five years ago or so this was the case yeah
1: yeah really wow I, 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 nothing I wow
0: huh that's surpri- i think the
2: okay. huge surge i know it's really surprising especially now seeing how mainstream drag is Like, I think the huge surge came around season nine, season 10, when they were on Mm. VH1. Mm. Because then, like, because I started doing drag season eight in terms of, like, the drag race timeline. I started doing drag season eight. I watched that every week. And I was going to the viewings and, um, like, in drag and trying to get out there. By Uh, season nine, there was, like, 30 new baby queens in Vancouver. And I was, like, the newest one out of like there was maybe two new people around that time then there was like 30 next year like 40 next year like there just was like more and more people because it became more mainstream also when i first started like i wasn't like there was no youtube videos like i was watching these like cis white women do like drag and i was like have these like jewish huge eyebrows (laughs) and i was like what do you mean like it's not going anywhere like i don't know what i'm doing like oh wow and so i (laughs) I feel like I was part of that last little wave right before it became so accessible mm-hmm. of like trying to figure it out and fail on my own fucking self. Mm-hmm.
0: So who, who, whose wing did you kind of get under for, you know, getting yourself out there? Was there a particular person in the community that kind of took you under their wing at the time?
2: Honestly, no,
0: no. <laughs> like okay. I will
2: say that like a, a drag queen in the city named Jane Smoker Mm, um who no longer does drag but um was literally my like everything um like I loved her I still love her but she doesn't do drag anymore Mm -hmm. um she she had always said that I reminded her of her back Mm -hmm. in the day and so two years into me doing drag she adopted me as her drag child yeah um but didn't like you know didn't really like do anything (laughs) like like i would text her for advice sometimes but like i would text her for advice and like sometimes i wouldn't take it or sometimes she wouldn't give me what i thought i was gonna get you know like Mm -hmm. and i think like she um like i was looking up to her a lot and i think like having that notoriety of someone above me doing it for longer um like that was really amazing validation and so i think in that way it was giving a lot to me um But no one, like, I pride myself on, like, I really got here, like, myself. And I think, like, of course, like, different privileges can take into effect and matter a lot. But, like, I learned makeup by myself. I have been performing and taught myself new moves. I, like, have worked, like, three or four jobs since starting drag, like, constantly just to, like, maintain this downtown luxurious lifestyle (laughs) and which isn't that luxurious but like I really do credit it to myself to not sound like so conceited Mm -hmm.
1: yeah but first and foremost this first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that you're saying you did this all on your own you didn't let others kind of string you along in the sense of riding a coattail you worked your ass off for what you wanted to Collect And I can resonate with that very deeply in the work that I've done um, up to now. So I really admire that within you. In addition to that, though, Vancouver, I didn't realize that the queens that you're referring to as in general, not names, but in general, were actually quite recently brought into the community because I don't identify with the scene, like I don't identify with the culture of the scene, I guess is a better way of saying it, but I love performance artistry and I love people that are expressing themselves from their heart. And the scene is a place where that is very prominent. Uh, So I very much advocate in that respect. But in terms of queens that I've heard of growing up from teenagehood and stuff, and I'm surprised and happy to see that they're still performing, Carlotta Girl was actually the first queen that I met. And I was a teenager, so they were a lot younger. And then the other one, of course, would have been Joan E. Those are the two queens that I can think of Vancouver drag from when I was in my teenage years and kind of figuring things out. That I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I know those two people. And then I've heard of other people as just like Jane Smoker or Chandelier or some other folks. And those are just a small amount. But I think you that's true. I, I didn't – but I didn't realize how – Um how non-present I guess Vancouver drag was until as you're saying five or six years ago that's really fascinating to hear
0: yeah do you do you feel like that's changed a lot then in the past couple of years like people that are coming onto the scene now it's like there's just there's more support perhaps
2: yeah I will say obvious like an obvious change in the last few years has been Canada's drag race like I right. think yeah that was like a huge thing for Canada just in general to not be like so much leaning on the coattails of like american drag stars mm-hmm. but yeah. um so obviously like first season we had only one vancouver right but then one of the people from toronto moved to vancouver to go Bobo, right. and then yeah. second That's season right. it was second season it was you know mostly vancouver yeah. drama on the show so i think yeah. that was like, a huge part but i think that um They're still coming for you, Hero.
0: Seriously, those cops are coming for you. (laughs) It's
1: downtown Vancouver.
0: (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Keep going. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm in Chinatown. I'm surprised my my area is quiet right now. Like, usually I'm the one that's acting up on Zoom calls. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm so sorry. Continue with with what you're saying. I very much apologize. I interrupted you. Go ahead. (laughs) No.
2: I mean, I don't really know. I don't know how to... I mean, I think, like, Vancouver drag has just, like, any kind of art form has kind of, like, cemented itself and been, like, we're here, and, like, we're not going to go anywhere. We just keep getting bigger and better opportunities. So whether that's, like, in the beginning, like, a basement, underground venue in East Van for, like, Mm -hmm. 40 people, and now, like, the Commodore Ballroom to, like, 2,000, 3,000, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I think that is major, and I think Canada Drag helps that. I think, in general, drag becoming more mainstream helps that, across the board anywhere you yeah. are right um and i think people like me if i can accredit myself in this way where it's like i'm on the apps i'm on tiktok i'm on twitter i'm on instagram right. I'm on everything yes. right? i think like i get a lot of people coming to my show they're like i've never been to a drag show before but i saw you on tiktok and i'm wow. like
0: wow fucking yeah. welcome welcome to the party baby yes <laughs> that's yes. so great to hear though it's mm-hmm. so good to hear and I I kind of want to dive in a little bit into um how uh you represent yourself and as show, showing up as non- non-binary and how rogue is is non-binary and so do you feel like finally there's more representation for there to be this um fluidity in gender or or even no like no boundaries like do you feel like that's that's actually starting to happen in the drag community or do you feel like there's still like a lot of room for that to improve or to grow or I'm just, I'm curious because I feel like you're very unique, which is a beautiful thing. So. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Um, Yeah. I think that in terms of, I can only really speak for like what I've heard about other scenes and for Vancouver's Mm -hmm. drag scene. So I think like in my experience, there's always been a lot of fluidity and easygoingness around gender and gender identity in the drag scene where it gets a little bit misconstrued sometimes is when um like a drag queen will make jokes like they do that can mm. sometimes be like misogynistic so then the trans women um like will be upset or they'll be transphobic and the trans women get upset or they'll be misogynistic and the trans men will be upset or just the women that are in the drag scene get upset. you know what i mean like i think yes there's, i think with jokes that can be a hard thing um Mm -hmm. also another thing that's hard is when like i am non-binary in the sense that like i think well gender like is constructed and like man-made and Mm -hmm. i don't want to align myself to one whether i'm in or out of drag However, out of drag, I present pretty masculine. So I expect people to use he and I don't care. Mm-hmm. In drag, I'm good with everything except for he because I think that's just an insult if I'm all dolled up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but that but that's the thing, is that I over the last few years doing drag all the time, I've it's kind of become in part of my vocab to just call everything she. Like yeah. oh, this this bookshelf was in my way she's so annoying you know what i mean like uh, not even yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. like literal objects at this point uh, but then okay. there are people where pronouns uh, are mm-hmm. much more important to them than how i just relate it whereas they don't want to be like called she they've been called she their entire life and they want to be called they or he yes. or whatever pronoun they choose right and that's that's tricky because the older queens like may not get that because for them, yeah. everything is life's a party, <laughs> life's a joke. Right. I've been doing drag back when it was not mainstream, whatever. Don't do uh-huh. take it seriously. Uh-huh. But it's like, this is serious. And this is 2022. So let's yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. a super good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because when it comes to, I'm a huge advocate for neutrality in every sense of the word. And I really am happy with how in the last year and a bit year or two this whole focus on dei in not just professional settings but in every sense of culture and let alone in the queer community which in some ways is in the dark ages and other ways completely way ahead of the game i think there's a big polarity depending on which generations we may look at for those types of gender roles or association of language and so forth and again, deconstructing it um, or decolonizing it. But what I find interesting about the community, and please, please humor my ignorance. It's kind of a, a catchphrase that I like to say, but in <laughs> terms of dumb or kingdom or dumb, this period, <laughs> um, <laughs> <'cause, me>. but <laughs> um, yeah, this dumb, V-O-M, uh, and not, not dom, um, but anyway, my point is, is that I always... Not I have an associate, but a lot of people, do you find a lot of people associate drag queens with, with tucking? Because even though it might be a physical part of someone's body, a typical not a typical, but sorry a classic drag queen, perhaps a cisgendered male drag queen that that impersonates women, tucking is usually something that is a sign of like, okay, it's a feeling in the body, it kind of changes maybe your mannerism or your state of mind. So I don't really know what I'm asking, but I guess I'm making an observation where you have people who are drag performers. You have drag performers that may not may talk. Not and so is there a dialogue that you've come across, whether if it's with yourself or other people, that people kind of get confused or might not associate drag in the same way if you tuck or not tuck?
2: Yeah, so I... I totally. And I okay.
1: think,
2: mm-hmm. like, right off the bat, I just want to say, like, I have never talked.
1: Okay. Ever.
2: Okay. And I think... Yeah um like either i'm wearing like pants <laughs> or shorts yeah. or i am wearing so many layers of tights that it doesn't matter and it's all yeah. just shoved in there somewhere anyways yeah um yeah. but like in a in a normal local big city show like i'm not talking about like calgary or i mean calgary is probably pretty big honestly but like and <laughs> right. i'm not talking about like nova scotia or whatever i'm yeah. i'm saying like in a, at, a, at a big city show, with dra- like a drag show, there mm-hmm. will be at least one trans person, at least mm-hmm. one non-binary person, and at least one cis woman, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, either like doing drag, all sharing the back room, all performing, all getting yeah. the same rate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what's happened over the years with the huge surge of RuPaul's Drag Race only really putting on majority cis men Yes, is that people have this idea that... Like drag is to be done in a specific way on a specific type of body when in reality like trans women were the trailblazers of the drag community always yes like, since the lot of time still now there are there's jaylene time who's a huge name in vancouver right who is yeah. like a she, yeah who's a shoot like a trans woman who does drag as well berlin one of my really close friends i know Who's also transitioning right now yeah. who like was doing drag before is not yeah. a trans person and now is doing drag continu- like continuously Yep. And so I think, um, and for me, like, everyone gets their, like, when you were saying how, like, if someone tucks it, like, they act differently. Like, I think everyone gets their josh like, yeah. a little differently mm-hmm. in drag. So for me, yeah. it's the mug. Like, when the, when the face mm-hmm. is on, because I'm a makeup girl. Like, I, when the yeah. face is on, I am, like, you can't yeah. tell me anything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but <Yeah>. for some <laughs> girls... For some girls, it's the hair. For some girls, mm. it's tucking. For some yeah. girls, it could be, if you're b- doing more masculine, it could be the binding, right? Like, right. it's whatever it is in that thing that really gets your just going. Yeah. Because um, for and- me, like, when I, I think I tried tucking once, and I was like, I think, I put everything on, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> this does not give me my zhush. Like, yeah. I do not get it. I can't pee i can't <laughs> move what, <laughs> no. is,
1: what am i doing no yeah. for sure that's if, what i'm wondering does sure, that it is that answer okay no it totally does because the thing is okay. in because to my column before about neutrality and about that you know anatomy yeah. and gender are constructs so why is there why has there been as i like how you said why has it been painted in mainstream culture in cisgendered May, gay male or cisgender male way that that's such a part of it because i've never quite understood it it's a performance artistry who cares what your gender or sex might be or what your body might look like it's embodying the persona and the inner energy of yourself and giving it to people so it's i'm per- happy to see that
0: it's performance for sure like what we were talking to um uh oh my god daniel alexander jones a performance artist um that was and playwright that was based uh, for at some point in new york and he's and he aged himself too he's 51 Mm -hmm. um he's he identifies as being he's gay but he in the 80s because of his age like what they called what he did was was gender bending Mm -hmm. right so it's just the terminologies Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. changed that was and that was like in the 80s and it was completely accepted nobody questioned any of that and and he identified as himself as being androgynous and Mm -hmm. that was just like he actually thinks that I'm I'm, maybe I'm putting words in his mouth but like there's there's so many more labels now than obviously than there were back then but Mm -hmm. back then it was like more acceptable for it as an artist to be more fluid because it was Mm -hmm. it was art like that's you know and now everyone has to like um define themselves and and yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and yeah. so like I don't yeah it's difficult like it's really difficult. Um mm-hmm. but that's thank you for um enlightening us about that topic because
2: well and just like one last thing before I, I feel like we're gonna move on. So just yeah. one last thing before everybody <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that
2: I like I always like to say to people that don't really understand the why, like why do you do and I always just say like drag is a medium. Drag yeah. is a yes. medium yes. to for me to perform, to explore my creative side. For others, drag is a medium to do stand up and be yes. fucking hilarious. Like yes. for others, like I saw this thing going viral. My mom said it to me like years ago. It was like this drag queen in like Arkansas that like just gets into drag to sell Tupperware to suburban moms.
1: Oh, like my. that's literally
2: their job. <laughs> they don't perform. They don't do anything. Like, they just get into drag and sell Tupperware. And I thought that was such a great example Mm-hmm. Of how drag is the medium, right? like it's yes. Not, yes for some and for some, it can be the end goal, I guess, but like mm-hmm. it's it is that's how I like to think about it,
1: yes, yeah, and the one thing I want to tie into that for that whole piece of our discussion is i and I know that others have said this, but drag transcends boundaries. It transcends Mm -hmm. the barriers that people might put up on something that they may not get an opportunity to be seen, heard, felt, or accepted in their born state. But if viewed in a way that is still them, but might trick the audience or the person that they want maybe the opportunity from they might be recognized. And I'm seeing more and more now and just coming back to that where drag queens are now becoming known and signed as models for different modeling agencies mm. or they're being makeup consultants, makeup models or things like that where they might be known for their brand as a drag professional, but maybe that is in part of their non-drag Self, if that makes sense so i right in relation to what you just said i think that's really amazing because one person though we're not really it's not about them but it just comes to mind and it relates to what you just said is ada vox who was on american idol and was the on queen of the universe but even in their season of american idol being in and out of being ada and seeing the way that it was received and given the opportunity and then to the come on to queen of the universe Which just finished up a few weeks ago and then again to get that visibility as ada so i just i find that really interesting because there's nothing wrong with any of it but it's just interesting you know
0: there's always okay i am going to switch gears now because you you mentioned your mom and i kind of want to go if we can let's take a journey back back in time shall we um yeah right yeah i'm there
1: i'm there it's
0: 1995 i'm being born oh fuck me
1: (laughs) you're talking to the wrong two people rachel
0: i'm just so young oh my god dude i was like 95 fuck i was like in grade six okay anyway um and i was listening to green day like what the hell um anyway Let's now go back.
2: I perform Green Day.
1: There
0: yes, we go. actually, oh, That was my brother's
1: favorite band.
0: I'm going to get off tangent again really quickly because you mentioned, we'll go back to your mom in a second, but you mentioned Carly Rae Jepsen. I actually, yeah. for a blip in time, I helped manage Carly Rae Jepsen before she became like Carly Rae Jepsen. I mean, she, she's from Vancouver, right? Or Mission, essentially. But anyway, yeah, that's just a little, a little tip of information there. But let's go back to prior to all of this stuff that you're doing that that is you and I feel like a lot of um I'm not gonna even say queens drag personalities because now I'm kind of like not wanting to say queen or king or you know just
2: I use artist artist artist. artist. okay drag
0: artist perfect um (laughs) was there a creative bone in your body that that I feel like there's a lot of that like how did you did someone bring that into your life as a younger person did you what were you like growing up
2: <laughs> I was Good question a, uh, yeah so what were you like growing what up were you like from, growing from up? zero to 17 what were you like no, growing up was <laughs> <laughs> this Dr. Jewish Phil like <laughs>
0: yeah Philomena uh, yes
2: Dr. Rosen um so I just I well okay so I like was dancing and putting on like little like musical plays for my parents and my family friends since I was like born and I was dressing up since I was born and so all these things like was clearly being like and I had very open parents so they were like very like they were like let's get you into musical theater let's get you into dance Mm -hmm. and so over the years I kind of fell out of all those aspects from just bullying Mm -hmm. and wanting to be more like mainstream and uh, like with it (laughs) <laughs> and so I think and so in high school I kind of put all of that aside like mm. everything every possible creative thing aside um and started doing a lot of drugs which is probably well, not probably which is really bad um but by the end of high school around grade 11 grade 12 I started kind of exploring like my graphic design mm. creative mm. aspects and then like mm. I did like an art course because the drama which i thought was like an easy a was filled so i had to do art and and then i realized like okay i'm actually not bad at this yeah. um and then i've always and then in those years of me being like a fuck boy like i was saying before like how like i like love to curate my instagram but like just also be me and like know that like social media was like a very different personality than who i was and being okay with that but like loving curating both of these mm-hmm. um I was really into fashion, really into yeah. aesthetics, really into de- developing a brand, um, and so I think like when I found drag and when I've developed my drag persona because it didn't all just like come to me in the beginning, yeah. But like as I've developed who Rogue is, I've realized that like I have talents in all the aspects of drag.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just need to like combine them, you know. Yeah. So I've always been dancing, I've always been performing, always been cool. lip syncing, always. Yeah. Ex- lord with painting just not on my face which was a learning <laughs> curve <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's pretty much that. that's incredible per- perfect i was it's gonna go-, go ahead
1: no please go no, ahead no you
0: go ahead <laughs>
1: okay all right okay let's see this is what we do
0: what it's happens like- if we're not in the same room i mean i like- know I was saying to here, I'm like, I wonder what would happen because we've been doing this podcast for oh, a little while now and we've never actually done an episode where we're sitting beside to each other. I have no yeah. idea what would happen at that point. I think we would just be talking over each other and the guests would get no word in at all and it would just be <laughs> chaos. That's what I think. But It
1: could be a switch where the guest is the mediator between the two of yeah, us.
0: Possibly. <laughs> that I fun. Know. That I would that. be
1: so funny and literally just like three Jews. Yeah,
2: maybe. Um, <laughs> Can I be the <laughs> mediator?
1: Oh my God, totally. Do you want to come back?
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because I wouldn't be a mediator. I'd probably side to one of you and be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh
1: my God, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, I love it. Um, You know what? It's been so great and we're not coming right up at the end of our discussion, but I just want to insert what before I forget. It's really great to connect with someone as transparent and real as yourself and being so willing to hop onto the podcast because Mm. i actually found you uh through kendall gender story on instagram that's how i saw your name tag and when i went on your profile and i was at my mom's and and we were just watching tv and so i was like oh and then i kind of looked at what you put as your header you know non-binary jewish drag and i saw i'm like holy shit like one (laughs) how have i not heard of rogue and two Uh. also jewish and
0: queer (laughs) (laughs) non-binary.
1: So it was just an automatic, like, yes. Oh my God. And so when you responded back that quickly, it reminded me of myself in a sense, like when I see something that I resonate or connect with, I don't hesitate to actually give and to be human and to be like, yeah, who, what's going on? Who are these folks? What are they doing? So when you said back, like, I'm always there to support people that are in the community, let alone other Jewish folks and things like that. I think Even though there are maybe many of us, it's also fair to say there aren't that many of us that are out there and outspoken and doing these things with our lives. So, I mean, like, I have a lot of respect for you, even not knowing you in person. And I think the gift that you must give to the people in Vancouver and beyond that are seeing you on social media, I can only imagine the impact that you're making with your artistry and with the story that you've been through. Cause I know that you've got a lot of shit going on. I know I can see it. I can feel it. doesn't mean you have to talk about it, but I can feel it. So know that you are seen and accepted and hopefully feel empowered by the work that you are doing.
2: Thank you. I mean, it does. It is a lot. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always a lot going on. Um, and I think what I strive in is when I strive in chaos. And so I always like, I'm a hustler. Like I have like a million projects constantly. Like that's why I was able to like work three or four jobs. and still do like, <laughs> it's cause I just like, I'm like this thing, okay, next, this thing. Okay, next, this thing. And I just yep. actually started seeing someone, um, my partner, Dustin, and they are like so good at kind of forcing me to be like, Hey, turn off your brain. Like we're just going to be chilling because if not, like I would be like doing my day job while I'm at my day job, don't tell them I would be like doing my social media job and then I come back home and then I'm doing like drag stuff. And then I'm thinking about other drag stuff in the future. And then I'm prepping the social media work for the next day. And, And it's just, and then maybe I'll like, then I'll smoke like a bunch of weed and then pass out. But like do like doing all these things and being forced to like have to be like, no, you've done it. Mm -hmm. you've done a lot like you can chill this stuff doesn't have to be done now think about it later you know it's like that's really been and maybe it's also a jewish thing you know yeah i have a jewish mother in my head that's nagging me constantly yeah
1: I'm exactly the same as you, though. Always trying to do too many things at once and the feeling of never being enough and being overly productive and feeling like the mo- that more is more. And I need those reminders from other people myself just to help me realize you've done more than you think that you've done. Like, it's okay to chill the fuck out and know that you can celebrate enough of what you've done. Like, so people do- see much more outside of you than you see in yourself.
0: Yeah. And then, so do you burn out then? Like... Or you burn out is that something that's a part of yeah. your lifestyle like you're just used to that cycle and then it's like okay well I just know I'm gonna burn out at some point it's gonna happen it's inevitable so
2: well okay so before <laughs> the pandemic I was like being booked like five six days a week and I was doing I was just it was a lot um and so in the beginning of the pandemic I was kind of like okay, this is nice. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have to do anything. People are giving me money just because they feel bad that my shows are canceled <laughs> and i just going to sit here and, like, order Uber Eats. Um, and then kind of since since the since things have started coming up again, yeah. I've found that I don't really go out unless I'm being booked. So that's kind of my balance. It's so it's sad. like if I'm really, really booked that week, then I guess... It's a stressful week, but I'm not going to go out unless there's money there or unless I'm supporting. So like, for instance, like tonight, I'm not going to be hosting my show, but I gave it to someone else. And so I'm going to go support and it's going to be pretty much like a night off for me, even though like, even though like it is going to still be a night of work. Cause it's <laughs> like, people are going to be like, Oh, raw, And I'm going to be like, hi, you know, all this stuff. Um, but uh, the burnout is really real. And I find like, it's so weird. I really do. I guess I shouldn't, I I should be careful how I say this because I think obviously any type of drug is um, hard to manage and talk about and deal with, but I really love just being able to like smoke weed and zone out. Mm -hmm. And I really think that like with drag kind of being a constant 24 seven job about like staying relevant and about like my weekly and my monthly and this and blah, blah, blah um it really forced me to just be like like you know what I mean just like no thoughts just vibes and I don't know if I would be able to like really chill and like not burn out without Uh having some sort of like peace for myself like when I smoke weed and I really like I used to be pretty unhealthy with it if we can get that like vulnerable yeah, Yeah, like back in high school or as young an adult but I think like now like just before I go to sleep like just so I can get that moment of Zen is, is it, it maybe not be healthy, but is necessary and
0: but is should, good. Absolutely. Like I, I That's what you like, need. And I, I, it's interesting how I feel like there's a feeling of shame that came through there, like just, just a tiny bit perhaps. And I don't, I feel like I, I wish we didn't have to feel that way because mm-hmm. all of us like need something like that. It doesn't mean that it's a crutch. It doesn't mean that it's like, you know, all those kinds of things like here when i are very open about us we take medication like i take yeah. like you know uh, an antidepressant depressed depression medication like fuck it. like you know what sometimes it's life 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 mm-hmm. we just need a little bit of if you want to call it help whatever you want to call it i mean it's
1: yeah oh. and mental health is the backbone of our podcast vulnerability is the backbone of our podcast you know i mean me and rachel mm-hmm. are both very transparent about dealing with um i won't speak in in severity of Rachel, she can speak on that on her own if she wishes, but, you know, I deal with severe anxiety and have my entire life, especially separation, transition, and anticipatory anxiety are the main few triggers, and a bit social anxiety as well, you know, and also being neurodivergent and living with nonverbal learning disabilities and stuff, and so that's one reason why we created this podcast was to have people that are not afraid to be raw and vulnerable and unscripted and candid. And so that was, again, just to validate yourself as well. That's one thing I knew right off the bat that by having a chat with you, we would be able to get into a little bit. And um, I also want to open that up to you. If there's anything additional, if you wanted to share anything additional in that realm, you're more than welcome to, and you're also equally welcome to say, I'm good. And, you know, I'm just happy to share what I've shared.
2: I think, yeah, no, I was just going to touch on what you were talking about already, which is like, I think understanding myself, I think when I first started doing drag, like when I was 21, 21, five, yeah, okay, 21, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was like dealing with a lot of like pressures and like just like every fucking whatever, every kid, and I think like I masked my social anxiety and body dysmorphia and whatever that was in like drinking and doing coke because it's just out all the mm-hmm. time especially mm-hmm. in the community especially like in nightlife in general mm-hmm. and so i think what i've been really focusing on since the pandemic um just because i mean classic convo like the pandemic like propelled mental health into everyone's oh, conversation of
0: course yeah right but, like i think yeah,
2: totally and i think like for me like i haven't been drinking for the last um, five months and 17 days I just checked wow. and my goal is to go like six months thank you Um, and I think what I've realized from that and also what I've realized coming back into the scene uh, like after or like when things were starting to come up again during COVID mm-hmm. like I was like wow I have like severe social anxiety like mm-hmm. where like I won't leave the back room like I'll be fully done up in drag and I'm like I want a cigarette I want to get a drink but like I can't leave the back room because I haven't been outside of my apartment in drag in like two months, mu- yeah. two years. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I was like, I can't do this. And so what I'm realizing now is like, you know, Rogue doesn't have Rogue doesn't have that social anxiety, but like Matan does. So like tonight is gonna be really interesting because like <laughs> I'm going out not in drag, for, like without alcohol, being a crutch. And it's the first time in a long time. I think I've done it a couple times throughout this like sober journey. But um, yeah, because I think like having that barrier and building that kind of character gives matan strength and feed yeah. like we can feed off of each other but mm-hmm. we are still like very separate entities and so as comfortable as like as i started building rogue i became more comfortable as myself as matan but like i can still it's still flip-flops yeah and it's just i don't know how to end it but it's still flip- yeah. it, it's it's helped me it's helping me but it's also like i'm gonna sit there tonight and be like uh yeah. like, <laughs> like i'm probably gonna wear sunglasses because i'm like don't look at me hey, hey yeah
1: whatever you need to do is what you need to do and we both appreciate you opening up a little bit about that as well um and everything you just exclaimed and said because it's important for people to know again behind the mask um whether if it's actually like a a mask, or if it's um, makeup, or if it's um, a spotlight on a stage, or a TV show, you know, this is the real stuff that will make an impact in people by them hearing these things about people that they look up to, because we come from our pasts, and they don't define us completely today, but they help to lead us to the places we end up going to. And no one is exempt from that at all. And I think what's really amazing for us to have you in the community is to see what you will end up doing you know And in addition to being a drag artist and not being in drag, you know, even just working at a cafe and the people that you serve and have an ability. And I work, me and Rachel both worked in lots of retail and myself uh, until recently full-time teaching yoga, spin and Pilates in group settings to tons of people and not performing in a sense, but still showing up and holding space for hundreds of people a week and the impact you have on them or the pressure you put on yourself to make sure you represent yourself to those people that might, pedestal you when you're just a everyday human being and that's what we all are we're humans you know so stay humble and grounded as much as we can being in a freaking galaxy <laughs> not yeah, on the ground
2: yeah. right yeah. and,
0: and that's just actually, be you absolutely and it's that's a good segue into because i know we don't want to take up a ton of your time we've already thank you so much for giving us this time as i can't believe it's almost six o'clock already um What would you like to leave people with? Like, cause you know, here was just talking about, we can't wait to see kind of how you continue to grow and what you continue to do. But Mm -hmm. is there, is there anything on the horizon that we should know about or how can people follow you? I mean, we'll put that in the show notes, of course, but.
2: You can follow me on every platform under (laughs) at it's just rogue. I-T-S-J-U-S-T-R-O-G-U-E.
1: It's just
2: me um <laughs> and yeah i mean i think because i would assume that there's not many drag queens that are guests on your show i think i would just leave uh, all there
1: we it's we're, we have a few in the queue and we did, okay and we, and we, we did have scarlet bobo quite a while back but we did have scarlet bobo which was incredible and very humbling that <laughs> Scarlett slash maddie was open to coming on and sharing some time with us so yes Oh, and we, then,
0: we, and then a, actually sorry like i'm just i'm talking over you but i just almost forgot we had um alice star is yes. a canada's only drag wrestler check her out she is oh. fucking cool
2: <laughs> i love alice star star yes yeah. S-T,
0: he just with two r's at the end yeah, yeah. alice star yeah anyway yeah. But yeah.
2: I mean no, just to just to end things off, I would I would say like drag is a medium and I like support your local art scene and that yes. like includes drag and drag artists because drag is you know not the only like frontier of queer art but like it's major and it's really getting a better rep now, but for a long time was really like the shit of the queer community. Mm. Um, and Just like people like hating femme identifying people or shitting on performing arts in general, like just the mixture of all these things. Mm. Um, And I think just, I don't know. I always say this at my show where like, thank you for supporting local drag so much because like every single famous RuPaul's Drag Race queen that you see started as a local girl, so it's like you really yes. have no idea who is going to be on, who's going to be picked on, whatever, whatever. You can speculate all you want, but like, it, like, thank you so much for supporting like me now in this like local phase of my career, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. there's only like there's nowhere to go but up, right? So I'm yes. really excited to. I just released. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I just released a makeup tutorial over Zoom. We have two different nice. sessions. Yeah, just to like kind of start propelling and uh, getting myself out there in a way that like, I think like financially can benefit me and mm-hmm. just like creatively benefit the community as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's really it. Just keep, just follow me and engage with it. my stuff and say hi.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And
0: uh, go on. The last, I was gonna say, well, just cause we usually end with a juicy question, but my, my is that what you were gonna say?
1: I a, that was one of them but I'll okay. you ask that and I'll ask the next thing
0: okay because I was just gonna ask um, my juicy question if where is the juice what is the juiciest place you can see rogue being in the future like what is like the joie de vive like what is the what where do you see like where do you want to get to like what's your dream maybe and I not to say that you're like um, if you're super, if you're superstitious don't talk about it but if, you, if you aren't then put it out there to the you know, the
2: universe, the ether. I want to be on TV and I want to be on TV where I'm the main character (laughs) because I am the main character. So I just might as well have that (laughs) on TV immortalized. And like, I've shot a couple of things with like nice cameras and like my makeup looks (laughs) so good (laughs) under these nice cameras that like, I just need to be on TV. And like, I will just say like, I need it to be real. I mean, I can do whatever, but it's like, I'm just such a good, I would be such a good reality TV show yeah. contestant. Like yeah. I don't I take any that. fucking bullshit. I say yeah. what's on my mind yeah. Yeah. and I'm perfect. pretty to look at in and out of drag. So like fucking sign <laughs> me up there. So put me on TV. That's all I fucking want. So that's <laughs>
1: perfect to segue. Cause I was going to ask is have you, or are you applying for Canada's drag race?
2: Yes, I uh, didn't apply for the first season, but I've applied for the second and third. And we'll see what happens. If there's a fourth, I'll apply for that as well. And if there's a fifth, I may not apply. But...
0: (laughs) That is fair.
1: We shall see. Yeah.
0: You'll have your own show by then. It's okay. You
1: will. You will have, for (laughs) sure. And also, you have your own show. You have your social media. You have YouTube. You have other platforms and stuff as well. So if people... I'm sure people will give you a platform, but if they don't give you a platform, you have one that's yours and you can create it and others will be coming to you for an opportunity instead of you going to someone else or somewhere else. And that is also equally gratifying or maybe more gratifying. You said you created everything just keep, yourself. Just
0: keep telling yourself that a hero about us. <laughs>
1: well, maybe, maybe it's by osmosis, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh,
0: God. Oh, well, it has been so... I was gonna say so pleasure, like such a pleasure and so awesome. I don't know what I was gonna say. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. So thank you again <laughs> for your time. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful night. And hopefully, if somebody that you're you got coming out with you to support you um, in case you do feel anxious going out. Uh, yeah, I got I got a small crew sweet amazing yeah.
1: awesome, amazing go celebrate yourself and your community and i definitely hope to connect with you offline a little bit more as well and i uh, really appreciate you coming on to the show and hopefully we can support you um for the long run wherever you end up
2: thank you and thank you for having me this was great i love podcasts and i'm sure i'll listen to this while i'm getting ready for a show in like a month so <laughs> can't wait a couple weeks even
1: yeah Couple weeks. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I love that. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thank you so night. much.
0: Stay in touch. Thank well. you.
1: Bye, love. Uh, bye. 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 bye.